Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. The Dodgers are 14 on 4, middle of what? April, the 21st. That's how, that's how you say a record? What? What did I... I, I thought it sounded like you said 14 on 4. And 4. I just didn't say okay. and very yeah. uh, enunciantly. Yeah. Sorry I, about I that, thought, man. I thought, look, I, I don't... <laughs> I thought this was like a, a new Enough, weird way where I like don't say the uh, the word yeah. the home team last or whatever. <laughs> the Dodgers are dickety and four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna recap the uh, World Series one, as, as uh, some were hyped to call it. Uh, although it did certainly lived up to that. Um, some games against Colorado, some games against the Mariners. We're gonna talk about just general trends. We have a Jacob Birch era uh, Dodgers Rewind that I'm very excited for. We have questions from Craig after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm trying to, like, it seems like the Dodgers series that, like, get hyped have had, like, a fairly high hit rate. Like, they've actually kind of delivered. Uh, the series against the Braves uh, last last year was really, really good. Yeah. Um, the series against the Padres last year kind of got um, dulled just with all of the injuries to the Padres rotation. But even though it was a sweep, it, the games were still really, really good. And um, yeah, like this past weekend series that, was... Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, like, you, you remember, like, the that game two... Had the no, Bellinger I don't want catch, to remember that game too. <laughs> the, the Bellinger catch, the uh, Bruiser Gratterall going nutso, and uh, and like Kenley imploding, and like Joe Kelly somehow like getting the final <laughs> out, like basically like that that game took like a year off of every Dodger fan's life. 
in the end, it was obviously worth it. So, yeah. Uh, and game one of this past weekend series, kind of similar in like, and in, in, obviously the stakes were much lower. Um, although man, it didn't feel like it at the time. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's the thing. So there's only like I I forgot the exact attendance. I I want to say there was like fifteen ish thousand uh, at Petco. They they had a weird thing. Um, I didn't look into the details of this, but. Uh, they are, I think, a little more than a 33% capacity, but they also have special like areas. Uh, I believe it's like the the vaccinated section at Petco Park or something, where like people are like sitting closer together and things like that. But you have to like show proof of vaccination and and things like that. Um, and so, but that said, like it's not a full house, but man, it sounded like a full house, mm-hmm. like. I was only watching on TV. I didn't go to San Diego, but man, it was, you could like feel the energy from the the park, like through the TV and like the games themselves were like that Friday game was like kind of crazy. It was like a little back and forth, especially late. And then like it went into extra innings. So you had like the weird, you're like, um, I don't know if I ever hated the rule more. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, there was a certain point, like, I forgot the exact details on this, but, like, the Dodgers, like, were going to lose that game. Like, they, there were a couple situations. They, they barely threatened on offense, like, the first three extra innings. Like, just, like, there was, like, no threat of that, that runner from second scoring the way they were playing. And then um, it seemed like the, the Padres had, like, like, one of those where all you had to do was, like, you know, they always oh, just put it in play or, or do something. And like that, that's an easy run and the game's going to be over. Yeah. Dennis Santana on the mound. One of the ends, he ends up like getting out of it with a called strikeout. And then like David price comes in, uh, who's like suddenly David price, super reliever. And, um, like they were in, in my head, like they were living on borrowed time in that game because mm-hmm. like it should have ended earlier, but then they just like kept like getting out of the inning. And then, and then the floodgates opened, and um, you know Corey Seager homered. So, uh, another uh, awesome quirk of this rule: the leadoff two-run homer, which Edwin Rios had <laughs> last year. Um, so, like, yeah, it was it was super weird. Uh, I forgot to in that game. Uh, Dennis Santana hit Jorge Mateo, which was also an extra innings. And then, like, I, I think I can't. I think. One of them started it. Like, I think they were just jawing back and forth. Then all of a sudden, the benches cleared. You're like, what? And like, there was no fight or anything. But then, um, David Price, it, the Dodgers scored like five runs in the top of the 12th. David Price, uh, who, who pitched the 12th or you know, the 11th, excuse me, um, he batted and he hit a sac- sacrifice fly, but like, he hit it off Jake Cronenworth, who's a position player. And he hit it to left field where a pitcher, Joe Musgrove, was playing. Like, that's how weird that game was. And, um, and like, also, this was, like, the night after David Price, like, got the save. And, like, and and was the designated, like, closer that game. They, they've been, like, you know, they were resting, like, a bunch of relievers that night. Uh, it was Jackie Robinson Day at Dodger Stadium where, like, David Price, Mookie Betts, and Dave Roberts all donated their salary to the Players Alliance. And, and like David Price, like donating his salary, it's it's like a hundred and fifty thousand or something. I forgot the exact number, but like for a day, like yeah, that's that's a big like contribution. Um, 
But like they told him before the game, like Dave Roberts, like, hey, you're the closer tonight. And, he, and Dave, David Price, after the game, he was like, I don't want to repeat what I said, but I let's just say I was hyped or whatever. Um, <laughs> so like he was really into it, and like the the so like I guess the uh, he had pitched last Tuesday in the first game against the Rockies, but that was that, and then we recorded the next day. That was Price's first game in a week. Like he hadn't pitched because like the starters had been going like like six innings basically every game they haven't been going like super deep but like deep enough to where they wanted price to sort of be a long man and then they realized oh we don't have opportunities for someone to go three four innings um so they brought him into that game against colorado tuesday then like they rested a bunch of relievers thursday so they're like hey david price is the closer and he he was fine and he's like you know 93 94 in the pen like pitching really well um, and then he pitched the two scoreless innings in San Diego. So he pitched three out of four days. He had only pitched like back to back. Um, it's just only three times in his career. Um, he's obviously, you know, obviously been a starter. He, he, it was his second career save. Um, he, he saved game seven of the 2008 ALCS. Um, so like, yeah, he was really good. He struck out eight in four innings. Um, so like, and that was just like the opener of, of, Dodgers Padres. Wait, we're missing the best part of that game. Uh, Friday, Mister Mister. You talked about Price nonstop, and you didn't mention his hitting prowess. I I just talked about him getting an RBI. What? Have I blanked out that? Yeah. Well, I I I, yeah. I even mentioned I mentioned that he he hit it off a position player, and he hit it to a pitcher in left field like that. Like Joe Musgrove was literally before Friday's game. Because it was the first home game since the Padres road trip, so they honored Joe Musgrove on the field for throwing the first no hitter in Padres history, like gonna, before the game. I'm reviewing the, the tape and editing yeah. this out if I if you're yep. right. Yep, and then <laughs> we should. Uh, I'm going to just start cussing at random intervals so you can't <laughs> edit them all out. Nope. No. Um, uh, so yeah. So, so Saturday. Like, yeah, exactly. So, but that, that's the thing. So Friday, Friday, like every, it's only game one of nineteen. The Dodgers and Padres are playing, and like by then, everyone's like, "Oh, this is this is ridiculous. This is great. It's the World Series in October." You know, I mean, in, in April, excuse me. And like, oh, by the way, and then then, then it's like um, basically like Cy Young candidates the rest of the series, uh, or you know, Cy Young winners and you Darvish who finished second twice. Um, so yeah, Saturday is Kershaw Darvish, which was wonderful. Um, uh, full disclosure: uh, so I got my uh, second shot uh, that day, and I I was a little bit like lethargic. I think the next like forty eight hours, but like specifically Saturday, I game stuff was done. I, I'm gonna like oh, I'm gonna take about an hour nap before mm-hmm. the game, and then. I thought I set my alarm and I also thought I texted my, my cousin because I said, I'm setting up, we're going to go meet for breakfast in like a couple weeks. Um, and I guess I didn't text her and I didn't realize this till the next day when I did text her. Um, so I was just out of it on Saturday afternoon and, uh, my hour nap turned into a wake, wake up text from one Jacob Birch, uh, <laughs> wondering, 
uh, how Darvish was going to finish his perfect game or something to that effect. Yeah. And I looked around. I was like, huh? And then, then like, uh, so I met, I turned on that game in the third inning. Um, so yeah, wild wildness. Um, the first time through the lineup, Darvish looked completely unhittable. <laughs> the Dodgers yeah. were just flailing at it. Well, and and honestly, like he didn't change much like the rest no. of the game. Like he he struck out nine in his seven innings, and he he you know they rallied off him uh, in I forgot what inning it was, uh, but uh, Kershaw actually got got a bases loaded walk for the only run of the game. And so, like he, he's the first Dodger to have a bases loaded walk since you Darvish in the NLCS uh, from 2017. So that was a nice little uh, connection there. That looked like the only run. This was it, it's not quite the same as as Kershaw's home run on opening mm-hmm. day, where you're going to always think the score is one nothing, even though the Dodgers won that game four to nothing, um, because Kershaw broke the tie in the eighth inning. Uh, Kershaw's run was the only run of Saturday until the ninth inning when. Uh, selfish Justin Justin Turner <laughs> homered <laughs> to pad his April stats. Notorious April hitter Justin Turner. We'll get to him in a second. Um, but uh, no, he he homered to make it two nothing, and so they won the first two games. Um, so again, just two epic games like in the first two awesome games. S- Sunday was like kind of more of the same. Uh, Trevor Bauer was really good. He's been like really good like all four starts. Uh, the Dodgers led two to one, and then like the bullpen just kind of faltered. It was you know Dennis Santana and um, Scott Alexander, I believe, in that one. Um, they gave up three runs late and lost five to two, or actually I guess four runs uh, because it was two to one uh, at some point. The Dodgers were leading, and then they lost five to two. Um, so the Dodgers won two out of three. They've they've not lost a series yet. They ended up splitting. Uh, two games in Seattle, but like we're going to get these, uh, those same three pitching matchups uh, this week, uh, starting tomorrow in Los Angeles. And then also it's a four game series. So, and the fourth game is on Sunday night baseball, ESPN and ESPN two, we get the stat cast broadcast. So, but Sunday is Joe Musgrove aforementioned uh, left fielder slash no hitter pitcher. And and then he struck out like 13 in his next start. Um, So he's been really good. And then Dustin may, um, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, and they know it's like um, Dustin May, by the way, 289 ERA, and that's the worst on the rotation. Uh, so <laughs> he's cle- clearly the fifth starter. Um, but yeah, so uh, so someone we don't get a lot of interaction on uh, TBLA podcast at gmail.com, but if you do want to send us questions, that's the email, or you can just uh, hit up Jacob or I on Twitter. Um, for if you have any questions or comments on the podcast, uh, this is from Ken Rosenberg in Portland uh, via email. Um, he just said, if the Dodgers and the Padres have the best records in MLB, then they would play in at best of the, in a best of five series in the first round of the playoffs. I just want to correct him one. There's no way that would happen unless um, one of them won the wild. There's a step there. Like he's just missing a step. Yeah. Uh, so like one of them would have to win the wild card game. There's no wild card series this year. It's just a wild card game. Um, and again, that's presuming that the winner of the division will have the best record in the league. Like that's probably going to happen. Like I suspect once it all shakes out, the Dodgers and Padres will probably have the two best records in the national league. Maybe I think the Braves are good enough to like sort of wedge in between, 
but like, um, you know, that's, that's basically what we're sort of looking at, but yeah, he's basically right. But his point is, um, he says, Ken says, uh, that seems like, uh, as good a reason, uh, or a good reason to at least change the first round to best of seven. And Ken, I agree. Um, rather than having a best of five, um, I would not mind at all if the first round, uh, or the division series round, because it's probably not going to be the first round going forward. Uh, I would not mind. The the good news to both of you, neither of these is going to be relevant in in the coming year because it's going to be 20 teams in the playoffs. Yep. And it's, yeah. And it's, uh, the all-star game dictates who, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree. Seven game series. I would like that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on board. And after last year, uh, I know there's going to be like, you know, travel this year. Uh, please have off days in the series um, because seven games in seven days was intense. So, yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on from the, the Padres series, just one of the, com- we were also gifted with the first play that I've watched, you know, 20 times cool. on repeat with Mookie's catch. Oh yeah. We didn't even mention Mookie's catch. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, like the defensive highlight of the season <laughs> so far. Uh, yeah, so um, that was to end Saturday's game. And then I didn't notice this until after. Um, so he's playing center because uh, Cody Bellinger's out. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. Um, and it's like it was a line drive to, like, right center field. And Moogie Betts had an amazing jump because he always does. And he got to it in a hurry uh, very fast. Um I believe StatCast, uh, based on uh, how the ball was hit and, like, where Betts was, like, positioned, they deemed it a 10% catch probability, and it became 100% because Mookie <laughs> Betts is really good. And uh, But I didn't realize this until after um, how close he was to dropping it. Like, oh, yeah. he had it. It was, like, uh, in a weird way, like, you you envision like a snow cone catch being at the, like the top of the glove um, near like the end of the fingers. This was like a snow cone in the in the palm, almost. You know, it was like almost coming out uh, at, uh, near like the pocket of the glove. But he somehow like he squeezed it like as he's diving, and then almost immediately like before he popped up, put his like second hand uh, you know just over the glove. And like, er, like every like, you know, suburban dad like everywhere is going. <laughs> yeah, two hands. You got to catch with two hands. But like, you know, it was it was great. And then Mookie Betts immediately like celebrates. That was wonderful. Uh, it was just it was a perfect like great way to like end that game. Like just a very exciting play for an exciting series. So yeah, it was it was really good. On the uh, not so exciting thing, this Dodgers offense really since that. 12th inning surge kind of been on a yeah doing 20 miles an hour here yeah and, and part of it like like they're hurting a little bit just because they're like literally hurting a little bit because the yeah the injury so like you know bellinger was out last week when we recorded but at the time it was like well he's he got spiked uh in his uh, in his calf like in a couple spots and like um but at the time we didn't know how serious it was and like i guess he wasn't responding or like recovering like they thought he might. Uh, so they did uh, some further tests and they're like, Oh, by the way, uh, he has a hair- hairline fracture of his fibula. 
So they're still like very vague on the timetable. It's probably like a week or two away. I don't think it's going to be, I mean, I get, I don't know exactly, but it doesn't sound like something that's going to be like, you know, like a two month thing or something like that. But like, he's probably like, um, I would say we're April 21st right now. Maybe by the, like the first week of May is probably a reasonable time frame ish for that. Maybe, but they're, they're being very purposely vague on like, they don't want to give a timetable just because if, if he doesn't make it, then they have to go, why didn't he make that timetable? But like, um, then, but he's not the only one like Gavin Lux, um, last week also had wrist soreness, uh, really affect, affected him more while batting, um, as opposed to like fielding. Um, so they put him on the injured list. They expect him back, um, like the first day he can come back, which is, which is next Monday after the Padres series. So, yeah, that's been a thing. And so, like, that's, you know, two basically, like, not, you know, the two everyday starters, roughly. Um, and then Mookie Betts, who missed some time with, like, a back injury, uh, he came back. But then um, he got hit by a pitch uh, uh, in his right forearm on Monday night. And it was, like, one of those where you immediately, like, when he got hit, you're like, oh, no. Like, he, like, because he, like, dropped to the ground. He stayed in, but it was like, man, that's that looks like it broke something. You don't really know. X-rays were actually negative. Uh, they were it was worried that like he got hit on the wrist. It ended up being like the part of the inner part of the right forearm. Um, so he he's probably going to play Thursday. That's the plan. He sat Tuesday. They're off today, Wednesday. So who knows? But like they basically had, they had to play like other guys. Like Luke Rayleigh has gotten some starts. Uh, he hit his first major league home run last week. Um, Zach McKinstry, he's fifth on the team with 13 starts and in 18 games, but he's also like, you know, slugging 550. So like he's doing really well, but like, you know, it's not what they had planned obviously. So, but like the, so the upshot of that or the downshot is that they've only scored like eight runs in the last four games um, since the Friday game. And even that, like, uh, you know, that that was that was a rough go for a while. Um, but, like, they've still managed to win two of those four games because the pitching has been great. Like, they have uh, five shutouts in the last 11 games. Um, but, like, it's not just those four games. Like, in their last 12 games, they've scored three runs or less seven times. They're hitting 203, 300, 378 in those 12 games. So, like, it's been a little bit of a, a slog here. They're also, uh, I believe, nine and three in those twelve games. So it's like you know, because the pitching has been like insane. Like I mentioned, like Dustin May, two eighty nine ERA, and that's the worst on the in the rotation. Um, Julio Urias struck out eleven on Tuesday, uh, like his best start of the year. Clayton Kershaw has eighteen straight scoreless innings. Like everyone um, after his start at Coors Field on opening day, like you were like, oh man. There were literally people in the True Blue Lake comments, like basically lamenting that he's not going to start a playoff game this year. And then it was, <laughs> like it was, it was hilarious at the time, but like you know, it's it's even funnier now. But like you know, whatever he's he's been fine. Um, and then so the starters, like it's twofold. The starters are going deep. They're pitching well. They have they're leading the uh, majors in innings. They're the only team averaging six runs a start. It's like six point one. Uh, and that in turn is like helped the bullpen, like getting rest, uh, and like 
for the most part, everyone's been affected. They've had some some trouble spots. Like David Price early, he gave up like two home runs in his first game. But like he's looked like a different pitcher like in the last week or so. Uh, and he and he's like the back end. I mean, you know, or like the bottom of the or like middle of the bullpen, I would say. And then but like the mo- for the most part, like Kenley has you know, he had a rough spot, but he's looked really good. Corey Kniebel has looked really good. Trinan's looked pretty good. Victor Gonzalez has looked really good. And Scott Alexander has been pitching like in leverage situations and he's been like fine. Yeah. Um, so like uh, part of it too, like, so uh, Kenley Jansen, like he's had like this weird up and down where I think last week uh, one of his like really good games, it was at home. And then after the game, he talked about he's uh, they asked him if he was pitching angry and he said, yeah, uh, I forgot how he worded it, but he said it's it's Kenley versus Kenley, and uh, I keep I, I'm not good at Photoshop, but I keep wanting someone to make a Kramer versus Kramer movie poster out of Kenley versus Kenley, but nobody's done it yet. So I need to get on that at some point and do like a MS Paint terrible version of that, and that that'll be my contribution. Uh, but like, and then yesterday, um, <laughs> my God, like you're first of all, he hit 97 which he hasn't done. Brooks Baseball said 2018. I guess Baseball Savant says 2017. Either way, it's been a while. And uh, But also, like, not just that he hit 97, because that, that was one of his uh, two-seam fastballs, uh, but, like, his cutter is, like, diving, and, like, he also ended the game on a slider that was a ridiculous slider. And it's like, oh, man, if, if his hit cutter's moving like that, and if he's, like, throwing hard, you're like, you're like oh, my God, like, that – it's it's really good like so that that was one of those like whoa like all right like because he came in and the Dodgers won uh speaking of the offense they won one to nothing on Tuesday <laughs> uh and you know Urias was great Victor Gonzalez uh pitched a scoreless eighth and then you're like okay it's Kenley with a one-run lead but he had um three days rest um you know before pitching that game because they've like the starters have been doing so well they've been able to like rest guys um, and so, and it like sets them up nicely. Like they actually have Wednesday off going into the Padres series, which sort of resets everything. Plus Urias went seven, but like if they wanted to, like, let's, I mean, you know, I don't presume them to have like a lead in every game late, but like, let's say they do on Thursday, you could conceivably still sit Kenley and then go to like trying and can to finish that game off. And then you have Kenley on two days rest the next night. And then like, it sets up a nice little it's, we've talked about this a lot. Like they've set themselves up with options and like, so they don't have to like overuse one guy and like Kenley's two games. He's given up runs. were both on one of them was on a back-to-back day. And then one of them was on one day rest. And honestly, one of the, the one game in, I think San Diego, like he actually pitched fine in that game. I just think, you know, there was, he just happened to give up a run. Like I, I don't. It was one of those like, not really like pinning that one on on Kenley. It's mm-hmm. just, like that. Also, that happens sometimes. Like that, that, that's the other thing. Like people's uh, expectations often are skewed a little bit to where like if you're not perfect, you're terrible. And like that, that's a weird thing. But yeah, so he's been like re- off and on, like most mostly excellent. Like he's given he's literally given up two hits in eight innings or whatever it is. And uh, he's walked some, but like he's looked really good. So like, there's a lot to like to like so far. And and 
again, we're sort of nitpicking. The offense is struggling. They're also 14 and four. <laughs> so it's like, it's hard to be like, what's wrong with the Dodgers? Like, but yeah, there's, so there's, it's been exciting and they have another series with the Padres coming up. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, well, I have on, a, yeah, I bet say on what's uh, right with the Dodgers. Yeah. So Justin Turner, uh, having like the April of his, his career, he only had three career April home runs uh, coming into this year. I think that includes four. a March one, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it, anything before. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh. Because it, now it would have, except that uh, he's never he's played games in March. He's just never hit one in March. Uh. Um, so uh, I think it, I forgot his. I think his earliest before this year was something like I want to say April twenty fourth. It might have been even later, but like um, like one year two thousand eighteen. Uh, when he got hit by a pitch, he missed the first 40 games, so he didn't even play. Uh, and, and then, like, 2017, he hit, like, 400, and he had 11 doubles in April, but he only had one home run. So it's just, like, a weird – it's been weird. Um, but, like, so only three home runs in April coming into this year. This year he already has five, um, and he has 16 runs batted in. There's still nine games left in the month. My question to you, uh, Justin Turner, personally, what is his career best – uh, in one month for home runs and or RBI. Any so month? You have a tr- a, a two, any month. You have a two-pronged uh, way to answer this question. All right. I will give that a shot after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What is Justin Turner's best month in either home runs or RBIs? Is it the uh, same my, month? My, no, my, my, say my hint to you is that they are two different months. Oh, uh, okay. And that you're looking for month plus year, right? Not just aggregate? Yes. Yeah. Right. So like a, a, a single month from a, a year, like his most home runs in a, in a single month and his most RBI in a single month. He was like hitter of the month one year, one like once or twice, if I remember right. It was like... Uh, 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 in fact, uh, uh, go ahead. But before you answer, I'm going to look this up because I, I'm pretty sure you're right. Uh, but I'm going to I want to make sure. Um, and I'm looking it up, and of course, it's taking a while to load. Um, let's see how the search function is. Nope, that's not a good way to search. Um, <laughs> this would be a sweet podcast. Eric Google stuff. <laughs> no, I, I'm in the Dodgers media guide. So, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, but like the search function is weird. Um, okay, player of the month. He, wow, Dodger hasn't won player of the month since uh, 
since 2019. But I will say Justin Turner has won one player of the month. Was it the month? Is it one of the months in question? Um, I want to say no, but I'm oh. double checking because I might have written down the wrong month. Oh, uh, or the wrong. Excuse me, the wrong year. The wrong year. That's what I meant to say. Um, Setting me up for failure. That's great. I, I really am. I'm like, oh, by the way, I have no idea if these answers are right. No, no, it, it is. Um, but I'm just double checking here, um, just so I can give you a definitive answer. And I'm stalling. No. Uh, okay. I the the year the month he won player of the month was not the same month as his, one of his high months wow. here, but um, it is the same like month, if, if that makes okay. sense. I'm going to guess yeah. August 2018. Okay, so I'm giving you partial credit here because that's the month he won player of the month. <laughs> <laughs> now, he hit, he hit 402, 491, 722, that month, uh, 11 doubles, six home runs, 20 RBIs, uh, not as high in home runs, not as high in <laughs> RBIs. What about August 2017? You went the wrong way. No. Uh, I'll, I'll say ho- home runs are August 2019. He had 10 home runs. That makes sense. Uh, that was the big, really big home run year. So just overall um, baseball. But he, he, he has uh, a few bigger RBI months than the and 20. I don't know. May 2017. Ooh, okay, so this one, it, I'm, I'm just going to look up May 2017 just to see what he did. I'll tell you it's not that. Um, okay. Oh, you know, he, ooh, five RBIs. <laughs> but but he did hit 333 with a 435 on base. He just didn't hit a home run. Uh, and he only played 15 games. Okay, well, there um, you go. So yeah, uh, June 2016, he he drove in 23 runs. He hit eight home runs. He hit really well. Um, so yeah, 23 RBIs, eight home runs. I'd I'd say within striking distance with nine games left in the month. So this very well could end up as Justin Turner's best month ever if he keeps it up. All right, who's our Dodger rewind? Okay, so we talked about David David Price. Um, his sacrifice fly earlier. We did it twice, in fact, <laughs> depending on if, if you edit that out. Um, but now you can't because I talked about it. Um, Dang it. <laughs> so, um, um, so that was extra innings. Uh, the last Dodger reliever to drive in a run in extra innings and win the game like David Price did was Chan Ho Park on June 19th, 1996. Um, that game was at Wrigley Field uh, Park. Pitched three scoreless innings, uh, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. Then he came to bat with the bases loaded against uh, future Dodger Terry Adams, and he walked uh, another. Uh, we, you know, Clayton Kershaw had the bases loaded walk. Shano Park had a base loaded walk to win a game in the 13th. Um, and then Todd Warrell, uh, Dodger legend, uh, <laughs> closed out that win. So Shano Park got the win. I believe, if I looked right, that was his 25th major league game. Uh, Chano Park, uh, he signed with the Dodgers like right before the 1994 season. He was at, they signed him at a college. Um, and he was the first Korean born player to reach the majors. He, he actually made his professional debut, uh, in the majors, uh, April 8th, 1994. That was Kent Merker's no hitter at Dodger Stadium. He pitched an inning in relief. 
I was supposed to be at that game, but my mom didn't let me. It was like a Friday night game, if I recall. And my mom would not let me. I was a senior in high school in 18. Um, and she would not let me drive, or I guess my friend Tom was driving, um, and she wouldn't like let me drive to L.A. with him. I don't remember the reasons, but I was mad, and uh, especially mad that I missed the going to see a no-hitter. Um, but uh, so Park in 94, he only pitched twice in the majors. He was mostly in double-A. He was mostly in triple-A in 95. He pitched two games uh, in the majors at the end of the year including the final day of the regular season. That was his first major league start. It was an abbreviated one. The Dodgers had just clinched the division the night before, which I was also at. Um, I was That was my um, second year in college. Um, and so, uh, but in that, I remember we had really good tickets. I think field level in, in, at um, Jack Murphy. Uh, maybe it was Qualcomm by then. I don't remember. Uh, but he struck out five, looked electric. We're like, oh, this guy's going to be good. And he was. Um, he sort of did the hybrid role in 96 where he was uh, 10 starts and like 38 relief appearances. Um, and then was a starter like for the next five years, like entrenched in the rotation. He was really good. Uh, he averaged 15 wins, uh, 213 innings, 193 strikeouts. He had a 108 ERA plus from 97 to 2001. Uh, he also fought with old friend Tim Belcher uh, in 1999. So this was an interleague game. This was only the third year of interleague play. I guess – I don't know why there was bad blood here, but it was like Chano Park did a sacrifice bunt. Tim Belcher fielded it like up the first baseline. And like I was looking at – like there wasn't much to the tag. Um, it wasn't like he tagged him extra hard or something, but they had words and then it ended up like – Chano Park ended up doing like a spinning kick on, on Tim Belcher, so it was kind of hilarious. But then the other thing that stands out, um, the Dodgers were wearing um, uh, – this was Fox ownership at the time, so they were experimenting with stuff. Uh, they, they were wearing blue shirts with white tops at home. Um, horrible. Um, but like – so I've sort of mellowed on this uh, over the years. I actually – I kind of like. Well, they, first of all, they wore blue. They wore the Dodgers wore white on their first home spring training game this year, and they wore blue every other spring training game, even the ones in Dodger Stadium. And not uh, it's too much. I think uh, I, I would like them to also wear white sometimes. Um, but that said, I kind of don't mind the blue tops. For road games uh, with gray pants, I don't like them with white pants. I am obviously not a fashion expert. That is my personal opinion. But just the fact that I'm even considering that is like a huge leap for me because I'm very like traditionalist on most of this stuff. But anyway, that that's neither here nor there. Has little to do with Channel Park other than he was wearing a blue top uh, at Dodger Stadium uh, when he kicked Tim Belcher. Um, so at the end of the 2001 season, Park's a free agent. He ended up signing uh, five years, sixty-five million with the Rangers, but I want to get into a little bit why the Dodgers like didn't re-sign him. So, like literally the year before, the Dodgers had they re-signed one of their own, Darren Dreifert, five years, fifty-five million, and then he immediately got hurt. He only had sixteen starts. I don't remember what injury that was, um, but he also didn't pitch in two thousand two. Um, and then Kevin Brown was three years into his hundred and five million dollar contract. 
really good the first two years, good also in 2001, but also injured and limited to 19 starts. And so, like, I think they were a little gun shy of, like, having, like, a third, like, big contract in the rotation. What they ended up doing was bringing back um, Hideo Nomo. They signed him for two years, $14 million. So, you know, ha- almost ha- a little more than half uh, per year of Parks contract and only for two years. They signed uh, Kaz Ishii uh, for four years and $12 million. And then they traded for Omar Dahl, those four. Uh, or those three players ended up making 85 starts in 2002. Excuse me, 2002. They won 41 games. They were okay. Um, but that, that's kind of why they did it. The other thing was like, um, Eno Park was a disaster in Texas. Um, uh, 579 ERA and 68 starts with them. It was an 83 ERA plus. Traded to the Padres in 05. Uh, he played for the Mets briefly in 2007 also the astros that year although he never made the majors with them he was in the minors um he came back to the dodgers as a non-roster guy in 2008 he ended up being like pretty good out of the bullpen he he made like five spot starts but most 49 games in relief 95 innings 340 era 123 era plus he even saved two games those were his only two major league saves so (laughs) in his career he had six different years with the Dodgers that his ERA was in the threes. Uh, his lowest ERA anywhere else uh, it, for one season was 443, and that was in 2009 with the Phillies. So he had a 540 ERA in 714 innings outside of the Dodgers. But with the Dodgers, it was 377 in 1,279 innings. So it's like he was really only good with the Dodgers, basically. Um, his, his only four um, – Postseason appearances. So in '96, he was the reliever. Um, so and he, en- he ended up not. The Dodgers got swept, and he ended up not pitching in the NLDS. Um, and then they didn't make the playoffs uh, those other years. Um, so he pitched though in the 2008 NLCS. He he ended up pitching in all four games. The Dodgers lost. Uh, he he was the guy who relieved Chad Billingsley in the third inning of both of his starts, which. Tells you all you need to know about that series, pretty much. Uh, Geno Park did not allow a run in his one and two-thirds innings. Um, however, he did technically have a blown save in game four. Most people know that as the Matt Stairs game. Um, I'm not sure why. Um, but <laughs> Geno Park, he threw a wild pitch to Carlos Ruiz, allowing uh, a run in the sixth inning to tie the game. That run was charged to Clayton Kershaw, leading to one of the most hilarious things I've ever witnessed. I was with you. We were walking to the parking lot, stunned to our core after the Matt Stairs home run and then the uh, subsequent loss and the 3 1 series deficit. And, like, that's, you know, that's the clear takeaway from that game, except for this one fan who was inebriated, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> we're walking back to the car and you just hear, damn it, Kershaw. And then. <laughs> Like, so I think for me, like, I think we were both laughing, like, pretty hard at that. Like, so shocked at, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it, it sort of, like, took the edge off a little bit in a weird way. Um, the other sort of weird uh, note here. Um, so Chano Park, he last pitched professionally in 2012. He was 39. He signed a one-year deal with the Hanwha Eagles in the KBO. Now, that, that team happened to have uh, a 25-year-old pitcher uh, named Hyunjin Ryu, 
who would sign with the Dodgers after that season. So nice little connection there. Um, yeah. Uh, so my question for you, I have a trivia question based on Shanho Park. Uh, he, Shanho Park won 124 games in the majors. That's the most wins of any pitcher born in Asia. Um, who is second? So I'm going to fish for one hint. I have a few names written down, but which I lead oh. with. Uh, is this player a, a former Dodger? Yes. Is it Hideo Nomo? It is. Hey. Um, and, and they're really close. Um, Park, uh, Park has 124 wins. Nomo has 123. <laughs> um, the third place is also a former Dodger, Hiroki Kuroda. That's with one of the names I had written down. Uh, I, I went and looked at the list. I, um, unless I'm missing like a smaller Asian country, I'm pretty sure this is the list. But um, Masahiro Tanaka had 78 wins. Yu Darvish, also another former Dodger, has 72. Um, Hisashi Iwakuma, technically an old friend, <laughs> although he never officially signed with the Dodgers, 63. And then Ryu, Hyunjin Ryu, has 60 wins. So he is one, two, three. Uh, he's seventh. Uh, yeah, and rising. Kuroda, Tanaka, and Nomo were the three names I wrote down. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, good. And so you you nailed the two, three, four. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, so a question before we yeah. move on. Yep. Um, speaking of Ryu, uh, no pitchers hit a home run yet, right? Mm, this good question. season, I don't think so. I feel like that yeah. would make the top page of Reddit, and I would have seen it. Because um, mm-hmm. are we? Are you chilling? Are you like me and chilling champagne on ice, just waiting for the season oh, for, to end? For, oh, so Ryu has the last you, home run, right? We're assuming the DH is going to be a thing come next season, uh, and then all. And we, right. I really want Ryu. To, I would really want to have witnessed the last home run ever hit. Wow, by, I didn't even think about the, the the specialty of that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. There's going to be a, a pitcher no. in home run. Now, I will say this. Um, before we move on to a, a certain segment, which yeah. has a name. Um, I will say yeah, I that so. the link, I didn't bring up this link because I didn't want to give away the trivia question. But um, later on, um, Chan Ho Park and Hideo Nomo were both, I believe the term was founding partners. It just means they were investors along with uh, Peter O'Malley uh, in historic Dodger Town to sort of restore it like a decade ago. Um, I can't find if, if this is still the case. I don't know what that means if they're like still part owners of it. But right now it's currently being managed by major league baseball as uh, Jackie Robinson training complex, which is cool. Also Dodger connection, but yeah, so like they, they had played a big part in like sort of renovating it, uh, Holman stadium and like the, all the stuff around it uh, after the Dodgers left uh, Vero beach. So like that, that's, I think that's pretty cool to have, to like former Dodgers, like uh, you know, linked. Uh, is so is I, Nomo I, still in the front office for the Padres? I believe so. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know that's a deep, deep uh, starting pitching they have in the majors and the minors. But if things get desperate, he could go for the record. Okay, so I looked. I uh, I looked at the splits and I got excited because um, there is one pitcher home run this year in the majors, but it's Shohei Otani, so that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't like, count. But he hit it as a pitcher. I, I'm not counting it. <laughs> mm. I think it counts. Uh, we'll, it, we'll have to argue this, but uh, I mean, he hit it as a pitcher. I'll figure out a way to disqualify that so Ryu still has a record. Don't worry. Uh, anyways, you ready? Sure. It's time for with Jim and Craig. We love them. 
time for when Eric gets a trivia. Wait a minute. What? Whoa. Yeah. So it's questions from Craig, but you, but it's actually questions from Craig via Eric for Jacob. <laughs> it's the first part. Um, so before I ask uh, the few uh, trivia questions from Craig, they're Academy Award related for Jacob, our, our movie expert on the podcast here. Um, uh, Craig sends a note. Uh, he says he will note that a potential pub quiz question for Jacob um, will likely be from this year's awards show. Name the first woman to be nominated for four Academy Awards at the same ceremony. Now, this one, he he sent an email to you with the answer. So I'm just going to mention it here since he didn't actually pose it as a question. But it's Chloe Zhao, um, who's nominated for Nomadland, Best Picture as a Producer, Best Director, um, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Editor. So potential... Pub trivia question, but that is not one of the questions from Craig. Uh-huh. Uh, he has a number of questions here uh, for you. Um, so here's the first one. Um, twice in the last 50 years has the worldwide top grocer won Best Picture. Name either winner. See, this bothers me because I could have sworn this should be three, and so I have to figure out which one isn't. I, I, I can oh, guess. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a hint just based on this is what... Um, Wait, did he? Already... Oh, I'm looking at the wrong email. Um, one's, uh, he said this. Wait, I thought he mentioned it in here. I thought this was based on like a thing. All right, I opened the wrong email twice because I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was. It's based on an April 2021 LA Times story. Okay, so. Um... Take your beef to the LA Times, I believe. Uh, no, so, no, I, 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 I bet I'm not saying it is three. I'm just in my head. There's, there's yep. three, and I bet there's okay. like a release date reason, right? Like it got released too late. Um, so Avatar's a one guess. I, I will not answer until you give both answers. Well, it's, I says it said I only had the name one, but I would, I'll, I'll throw oh, I, ti- I, Titanic uh, out as the other one. But okay, um, so uh, Return of the King right. is the I, other one that I was. Um, you you probably should have uh, answered your last two first, okay? Because those are the two answers. Avatar is not. That's interesting. Uh, I'm wondering, like, if it, uh, what what took it out? And again, it, it might be that it just got released too late. Maybe released to the um, Chinese market too late because a lot of its returns, I know, yeah. a lot in the U.S. but a lot in China as well. And honestly, like, this is. I well, first of all, I've never seen Avatar, so this is part of it. But um, this is one of those things where, like, I did not in my head. I'm looking this up. Da, 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 da. Um. Wow. Oh wait, did he say nominated? He said winner. Did Avatar win? Yeah. No, wait, no, it didn't. That's right. There you go. Yeah, and there's that's hell. okay because that's it was a, going to win, and it lost to Hurt Locker. I remember. Again, I predicted that. I had an argument with a friend about this because so, I was positive. Uh, I, I, Hurt that's Locker. Why I, I jumped on Wiki, and I was like, Avatar "Yeah, no, I just had it in my head because it was yeah. it was the the favorite going in." Yeah, and you had the whole Bigelow versus Cameron what, thing, and yeah, so I just was had it. it the, yeah, it, well, yeah, I I wasn't the biggest fan of that. So yeah, that makes now, sense. Now, would you say in the Bigelow versus Cameron thing, would you you just say you were hoping that someone spilled the tea? So what's the next question? 
Okay, the ne next question is actually part of the first question, oh, but good. it's a bonus. A bonus. Two animated films in that time have been nominated, or excuse me, have been their year's top grocers and won the best animated feature Oscar. I'm Can so. Name them? Is Shrek one? I would have to load the email again. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, wow, really? That that. Yeah. Uh, I would guess one of the Toy Stories. <clears throat> um, Toy Story three. Uh, I asked you to name both. He didn't since he didn't specify, so I won't answer. <laughs> uh, did Frozen win? What's uh, Frozen? Okay, I was gonna give you a hint and then just not say anything for a minute. Um, because I would be frozen. Um, but yeah, Toy Story three and Frozen. So I'm giving hey. you that one. Um, there's there's more. There's okay. more. All right, that okay, was still only the first question. Question two. How did I say Avatar? Man, easy hour. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. It like made me look. I was like, I was legitimately shocked at that one best picture. Like, I mean, not that I know all the best pictures. But I was like, really? Like, but yeah, okay. Uh, there are two instances in which two actors have won Oscars for playing the same role in different movies. Uh, which what two character roles earn Oscars for four separate acts, uh, actors? Excuse me. Brando and De Niro for Don Corleone and Joaquin Phoenix and Heath. Wait, is this uh, okay? It gets not just best actor. Uh, Heath Ledger for the Joker. Both are correct, and this is in a. In a rare upset, I knew the answer to this. So, yeah, <laughs> but, without looking it up. But, yeah, that's correct. Um, yep. I actually uh, thought okay. it was going to be the same actor, same role. And then you get, like, Paul Newman gets thrown in there uh, uh, for uh, easy money and the color of money. Or color of money and the hustler. There we go. Craig's uh, final question uh, through me to you. What is the only X-rated film to win Best Picture? Uh, um uh, as Craig's hint is, it was re-rated after getting the award, it's, and um, my hint is, I also know this one. It's Midnight Cowboy. That's correct. Um, the the reason I know this is because um, uh, at her uh, the beauty shop where she worked, like in the back room, where I spent a lot of time uh, as a youngin uh, waiting for her to finish work or something, and uh, and I was either doing my homework in the back or sometimes cleaning brushes which was like my first under the table cash job um but uh they had a poster um like in the little break room area or like on the bathroom door the outside of the bathroom door that had like um uh, a, a poster of the poster of every best picture winner um at that in the history of the oscars so Probably like at that time, I don't. I think nineteen twenty eight or whatever the first one was, through like I'm guessing like, uh, like eighty five, eighty six, something like that. So I would just like stare at that poster and like so I, I had a pretty good, a pretty good idea of the history just based on that poster. And I just remember always being done like I've never really saw Midnight Cowboy, but I was like X what, like <laughs> how, and then uh, yeah, so that that's how I knew that one. So. Congratulations to me. Um, yeah, You're you great. did really well. Yeah, um, you you nailed it. So now let's get back to these the normal questions from Craig, where you you uh, you talk. The Dodgers are about to begin one of the, their longest consecutive game scheduled stretches with fourteen games in a row. Do you see someone like David Price or Jimmy Nelson making a start in a bullpen game at some point? So definitely no on Jimmy Nelson, at least not in the traditional sense, just because I don't 
I don't think they want him going longer than like two innings. Now it could be a like a literal bullpen game where he starts or something, but um, this is one of those things where if Tony Gonsolin were healthy, he's still got a shoulder thing, so he'd be the guy I think they would plug in to start more than anyone. Um, so I think if they do like a fill-in starter for one of these games, it would be more of a bullpen game, and it's probably like. And it's probably just depending on who's available, um, it, and it's and it would probably would be Price or Nelson, um, but yeah. So they have fourteen games in a row. I would expect they probably will. I don't know. It depends. Like if if they like, they just like to give all those guys extra rest. So m- maybe at some, I, I do think they're gonna they're gonna slot someone in. So I, I will say yes. And I, th- I think it would be David Price just because I think he'd be able to go the longest potentially. But we're talking like three, four innings as the longest. So, yeah, I, I think they will in one of these one of those fourteen games. But like after after the first run through, like because um, they have today's off day, so the next time through everyone gets an extra day rest. So it would be like the next time through. Um, like next week, they would probably is when they probably like slot someone in. Eric has covered games at Dodger Stadium, and I also went to opening day. And I must say, it is great for fans to be there now. What hasn't changed is the crowd reacting to not even close fly balls being home runs. Mm-hmm. Do you two have thoughts about how it is going so far? And I'm guessing for Eric, uh, the biggest thing is just seeing games live in person. Yeah, the like it's it's been pretty awesome to like see the games in person and like I'm actually glad I went to um two freeway series games at Dodger Stadium first there were no fans there but just to experience how weird that was and like like where you literally unless you're you're paying full attention as opposed to like you know writing or looking something up on the computer while also like 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 following the game if you don't like I missed home runs because like you don't know what happened. Like there's no reaction to it, you know, other than like players on the field. And that's like nothing, um, you know, in a relative sense. And so it's just very odd. So like just hearing like actual fan reaction to stuff that's happening and like as a, as at the very least a cue, but also for just the excitement of the game is way better. Like um, that's been really great. Um, And then just being there, like, um, you know, seeing, um, you know, other reporters like who I didn't see for like a year, basically, except on Zoom. Uh, that's been great. Um, just interacting with people has been fun. Uh, and just sort of going through the routine again. That's been like, uh, like that's been a really nice part. And I'm really excited to see like the, the Padre series, especially because obviously the those two teams are really good, so I think it's going to be it's going to be a good series. Yeah, we'll see when I can get back. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully soon. That'd be nice. Yep. Given their starts, will the Rockies and Diamondbacks finish with the worst records in the National League? Given that, should the Rockies look to deal Trevor's stories soon? So, uh, instinctively, I think the Pirates are still probably worse. Um. The Rockies could very well be worse than the Pirates. I don't think the Diamondbacks are necessarily that bad. Um, so I will say 
no. I think the Rockies will probably could end up finishing with the worst record, but not the Diamondbacks. Um, but I do think they have to trade Trevor Story by the trade deadline. Um, you know, soonish. I don't know if it's soon, but like you know, by the trade deadline, July thirty mm-hmm. first. Um, yeah, um, but like I don't know, they've screwed other things up so badly. Like I don't expect <laughs> them to to necessarily like function like that. But yeah, I, I do think they'll they'll end up trading him just because you know they and then uh whether and then you know if jeff Bridich is still around to like be the one who's trading him i i who knows they're not gonna are they gonna fire him in season but i don't i I don't suspect he'll be around but who knows the ownership like it's like top down there that's screwed up so who really knows but yeah i they kind of have to trade uh trevor story or else i think he's just gonna walk as we begin to re-enter society, I wanted to ask you two about some of your food discoveries over the last year. For myself, my roast chicken game is really good. I believe Jacob has perfected his hoagie roll baking, and I know Ooh. Eric has made carnitas and perhaps other things. With the possibility of eating out more in the coming months, what things will you continue to do at home and perhaps share with friends and family? I'm not sharing anything. No, um, <laughs> uh, carnitas was like the... That was very labor intensive, mostly because um, I bought a, a slab of pork that was too large, and I ended up using the oven. And my oven was like screwing over, screwing me over. Like uh, it kept like shorting, and so like it was it was just a long process. But that said, it turned out really good. Um, but yeah, um, just doing some slow cooker stuff or pressure cooker stuff. Um, jambalaya a couple times has been really good um that that's been that's been i think kind of like um i mostly do like simple stuff so like but yeah just in terms of you know like taking the time uh, jambalaya is probably my favorite thing that like that i have done um but yeah i i can't really think of anything beyond that what about you as Craig mentioned, mostly just the baking stuff. Um, yeah, I've been very happy with, as he mentioned, the hoagie rolls. Um, but I was, I was, that was. I know a lot of people picked that up fairly early, and I was more, more near Christmas. Um, so you, probably just more of that. Part, baked goods in general. I think I'm just gonna largely try to make it myself, just because I can really tailor it to what I like and not have to overspend for something that only comes close. Um, speaking of overspend, after we talked last week on the podcast. Uh, the same day we recorded, I drove to the AMC theater and um, bought, uh, or I want, I was gonna buy um, a large popcorn and just bring it home to eat. And uh, but I, I had, I forgot. Um, I guess because I'm enrolled in AMC Stubs, uh, I got a free popcorn for my birthday, which was last month, and it was still like on the account. So I didn't have to pay for it. I just walked in, got popcorn, and left. It felt very weird doing that, but like whatever. Um, so yeah, that was that was extremely fun because I hadn't had the uh, unique taste of movie theater popcorn in in like fifteen months. So that was that was nice. I'm hungry. Uh, yep, uh, I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get some more popcorn. So. Yeah, uh, got another uh, World Series 2 this week. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. 